Hello, welcome to the I Get It podcast, episode number two. I am your host, Tara Wages, and today we have joining us Wesley Wages, the one and only. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, so glad that you're Next here. Next time, could you give me a few, like a little bit of my bio, maybe some accolades? Well, you know, I'll, I'll work on that. Is that the right word, accolades? I think so. You're on to something. Welcome to I Get It, a podcast for the modern woman who doesn't want to live mediocre. We're balancing babies on our hips, typing out that important email and flipping pancakes at the same time. Not to mention keeping things steamy with our husbands right before we put our face mask on for the night. It's not easy and you are not alone. I'm your host, Tara Wages, and I get it. So we today are coming to you. We've already had some podcasts pre-recorded, but we are jumping in, changing things up because the world kind of went nuts over the last couple of weeks. It happened within like 48 hours. <laughs> well, it's been a slow build, but now things have just really hit the fan. Yeah. We are in the midst of the corona epidemic that is sweeping the United States right now. I know the cases in Alabama. In the world, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure the world, but... Um, we're currently in the United States. Um, I know the cases here have like tripled in just a few days. And um, so we wanted to kind of make an episode specifically on how to prioritize your marriage in the midst of chaos. And today we are talking about this moment that we're in, you know, this virus that we're experiencing. But I want to say that this is not the first time in our marriage that we've experienced chaos. You know, we we have definitely had seasons where we've had financial strain and, and stress and we've had marriage stress. Um, over a, a couple of years ago, we were really in a really bad place and with the help of counseling, we were able to survive that. So this, while this moment feels very unique, these are lessons, these are things that we're talking about that can be applied to other seasons in your life that are also difficult times, you know, I would just take the word Corona out of it. Just take, just take Corona out of it. Replace it with, you know, (laughs) um, whatever, losing your job. I'm sorry. Yes. A lot of times I'm just gonna try (laughs) to keep the moment. This is serious. It is. Well, um, we, I just really want you to know that I would like to think this is the last time that we're going to experience, um, high stress in our home, Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is, is it's not. Um, and we are all coping with this change very differently, you know, as men and as women and as just individuals, we process, um, trauma and chaos and stress very differently. And it's easy right now for me to focus on how it's affecting my day to day and how it's affecting my mental health and forget what it's doing to my husband, to my children, and to those around me because I'm so in my own head and I feel the weight so heavily that it's hard for me to step out of that and really see what's going on with other people. So it's important for me to take a step back and and recognize that. And and that did happen. (laughs) A couple of days ago, Wes and I really had a major, major blowout after spending the entire week really working hard to keep everything level, things just kind of blew up. And, um, which is one of the things that inspired us to go ahead and record this. 
So I want to take just a second and kind of talk about us individually and how we are processing this change in this stress in case it's something that you relate to. Yeah. And so since I know this is only our second episode, just to give you some background, if you don't know Wes and I, we are self-employed. We have had a business for the last 12 years working solely for ourselves. We have two full-time employees that we that are on our team that we carry the financial weight to make sure that, that they are okay during this as well. Um, we are very fortunate. We have an office just a few blocks from our home. But during this time, we have chosen to self-isolate, to quarantine ourselves to our home, um, with the exception of just a few small things that we've had that we're still doing self-distancing for. Mm -hmm. um, so just to give you a background on who we are and what we do, we own a photo and video production company. So that is us. Wes, how has being an entrepreneur and being a business person, um, an employer to people, affected you during this time? Yeah, I mean, you know, we are solely responsible. Th thankfully, our um, our guys that work with us have wives that are um, working women, working women, and they're they're great at it. Um, so they're not solely dependent on it, but we are completely solely dependent on our income. Um, and so that's probably been that's been a big burden. Just because within 48 hours, we had about a quarter's worth of our income canceled. Yeah. Or hopefully postponed. But right, as of right now, you know, just kind of like on the back burner. Um, which is understandable because we're not the only business struggling. You know what I mean? I yeah. can't tell some other business, well, you need to do this. It's right. like, I, I understand and I empathize with you. But uh, yeah, there's been a fi big financial burden. Thankfully, we have an emergency fund for the business. We have a personal emergency fund. And so um, it wasn't drastic, you know what Yet. I mean? Immediate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we knew that we were okay for a bit, but there was a moment there where I was stressing and did our numbers, you know what I mean? Like went through profit and loss statements. I uh, did some future um, forecasting, you know, for income. And so um, we're going to be, we'll be okay, but it's going to be really tight. Yeah. Assuming that everything clears up soon, we're going to be exactly. okay. Exactly. I, I think we'll see the repercussions of this a few months later. Yeah. To know, we, we don't know how long this is going to last, but even still, we, we had that moment last week where, okay, we've, we've lost so much money. This is how much we have in our savings. How long is this going to last? And, and that stress really weighed on, on both of us tremendously. But I know a lot of men feel that burden to provide for their families. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of men right now are struggling if their job is online. And also women. I, I'm, not, I'm not just putting that on men um, because I know that there are a lot of women that are the breadwinners for their family or they need that second income. So there are a lot of people who currently – are feeling this financial stress immediately. And, and truthfully, it does feel like to an extent, it feels like we've been laid off right now. You know, we are just very fortunate that we were able and in a position to save prior to this. Yeah. But there have been seasons that we have not had that. And if this had happened, we would be in a much different state. Mm -hmm. um, but that definitely, I know, weighed on you a lot, a lot last week. Yeah, I mean, I flew home from California. We had a job out there. We in California, we had ten thousand dollars worth of gear stolen out of a car, so kind of had that burden dealing with insurance and all that kind of stuff. Which insurance has been awesome, but um, that burden, and then literally that was on a Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday is when during the weekend when 
everything was canceled. Everything was kind of canceled. Yeah. And uh, Monday tried to regroup and call as many people and just talk and see how we can work this out. And during that process, we had an event that was all virtual because it was 300 people that was going to be in person. They moved it all virtual. We helped them do all that. And so, um, you know, just making sure that's all working. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, our clients, um, Heath and Alyssa pageant that they were just taken care of. They had so much more to worry about. And so I felt like I just needed to take a little bit of a burden off of them too, and just make sure that everything was going to come off without a hitch. You know, there was all of that at the same time. Yeah. So it was just a lot at one time and you've really had all to the get. The kids were at home at that, you know, yeah. schools are canceled. It's yeah. like childcare. So you've also, you've had to get creative in, in how you're going to do business and mm -hmm. how you're going to provide it and working from home with our family and, and me also trying to work at the same time. And so with the event, that means last week you were at the office every single day. I mean, he was putting in 10 hour days and then coming home and taking phone calls at night. And so for, for us over the last seven days, up until really just the last couple, you were out and, yep. and I was the sole person for our family. And that's how it's affected me is I, I'm a working lady. And I, I think women who do stay at home, who do homeschool, you are the real MVPs. You're raising the next generation <laughs> that will probably be smarter than mine. But, um, that, that is not my DNA. That is not who I am. And that's okay too. That's and okay. so for me, my identity is wrapped up in my work. It is a huge part of, of how I feel every day. If I'm working, I feel like I'm a functioning human. And so that was taken away from me last week. I had shoots that were canceled and because of our equipment was stolen, the guys had to have my computer. So I couldn't even access my emails, my work, my editing, anything that makes me feel like myself. And instead I've gone full time into the role of caretaker. And while that is such an important job and that is something I'm so thankful that I'm able to care for my children. I love my children it depletes me. And at the end of every day after cleaning dishes and wiping, I mean, how many times, how many times y'all sweep every day? Because I have to sweep my floors like four times every single day. I don't understand where it comes from. Um, but just like this, this constant battle of picking up after them, cleaning poop off the ground with a two-year-old who potty trained too early, not my fault, his. <sighs> And it just really weird, like I was worn down mentally and emotionally on top of I carry, I am a very empathetic person and um, that's just a personality trait where when other people are hurting, it is like I literally feel it in my bones. It's not something I've chosen for myself, something that I, I, I even want, but I hurt for people. It's, it's like I've feel it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was also just carrying this heaviness last week for, for people in the world that are just broken right now. And then also this element of being alone, you know, we are, we're all supposed to be self-isolating and social distancing. So for a lot of us that we thrive off of having these relationships with other people, that's gone right now. And so to only talk to tiny humans all day, <laughs> by the end of the day, we are just beaten up and worn out. And truthfully, I know that Wes and I's experience, we are just representing two dynamics of what is happening. The, the financial stress, 
the the job change and and having to be alone. Um, there are also the people whose husbands, you know, the men typically work outside of their home, and they're like both couples, both husband and wife work outside of their home. Mm-hmm. The wife's job, maybe they're a nurse, they're an essential worker. The husband is now the one at home caretaking for their children. And while the wife is still working, that's a huge change for men. Um, maybe both both people are having to work from home. Both of their jobs are requiring them to still turn in their emails, turn in these things. They both need to work, but yet they also have their children to take care of. Um, maybe the wife is home working while the husband is still gone and she's feeling the stress of being alone. And then also our healthcare workers, you know, men and women that they're gone all day, truly on the front lines of this and feeling a stress in a way that I will never understand and then coming home to their family. So there are so many ways that this is affecting everyone in our country and people that are just completely lost all income immediately that didn't have a, a savings. Like the stress right now is just astronomical yeah. for, for every single home. And um, so we finally had a major blow up. You know, all of that stress just kind of. Not a blowout. <laughs> it was a blow up. It was a blow up. Um, it just kind of all added up. And we didn't realize it, but it was causing us to kind of walk around with sharp edges. Like, I just kind of imagine us as like these very prickly beings and all these edges are sticking out of us. And all it takes is one person barely rubbing against it and that sharp edge pokes into them and then they they are busted. That That's just how I pictured it in my head. And that's exactly what happened in our home last week, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the one, my sharp edge poked Wes. And it was completely unintentional. It was completely not my goal at all, but it still happened. And we ended up sitting on the couch, me cussing and crying and just really letting it all out. And so I know that if we are experiencing that, you know, we're used to being together all day and all night. Like we are, we have that, but a lot of couples, that's another dynamic. Like they're used to spending three hours (laughs) together every day. And now you are together 24 hours a day. Um, So I know if we're experiencing that, other people are as well. And so I wanted to just talk to you about things that you can do right now to kind of help I don't know that you can prevent it. You know, I, I can't say this is going to keep you from fighting, but it may help your arguments. It may help you function in a way that's more productive to where you come out on the other side, still a team, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it is, is right now remembering, even though our stress looks different, even though our dynamics and how we're working looks different, at the end of the day, we're a team. Yeah. We're in this together and we, in our home, have to learn to work together on that. And we want to be seen. Um, so tip number one, really, this is, and I'm, I'm saying this one first because it just kind of kicks it all off. Give each other a break. You know, um, there was last week I knew that Wes had had a long day. I knew he had this stress to make sure this event now went perfectly. And that was on his shoulders. And he walked in the door and after me being alone all day with the kids, and having that experience, I knew, hey, bub, I'm okay right now. Just just go to your room, shut the door, and have have some time to yourself. You know, that meant a ton. 
Yeah. Like, I was just like, whoa, I'm not used to you saying that. Well, because usually I'm not home all day. Right. <laughs> like we're walking in the door together. And, and, it, and it's hard, you know, as parents and, uh, you know, that's one of the things that uh, we've seen when people get married. They're like, wow, I just don't have as much time to myself anymore. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, you that's what you signed up for. Well, and then also then with kids, it's like, just throw it out the window. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Personal yeah. time is done. Yeah. And so I, this is a lot for people who are with their kids all day. Like if you, if you, whoever is being the sole caretaker, you know, or whoever is experiencing the stress, like just look at each other and see like, okay, you, you need 10 minutes to yourself. Like yeah. go to the bathroom, close the door. I'm going to watch the kids for you. So you can have a few minutes to regroup. Or if your husband is really in the trenches with his job um, giving him that time. And yeah, he may have been locked up in your office all day at your home, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a stressful environment. So him walking out and saying, how are you feeling? Are you stressed out? Okay. Take a few minutes, not with your computer, not with the things that are causing the stress, go and just take a walk outside for a few minutes and just be in your own head for a minute. Is it okay to ask for that? I totally think it's okay to ask for that. And that's something that I'm going to say as well. Yes. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Well, I think I'm here for. it is totally okay. Let me add that to the notes. Um, Cause that feels very uncomfortable. If you've been here all day with the kids, you know what I mean? And yeah, I've been working, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's as stressful as what being around four small children would be. Yeah. So and so I- it's super like, I feel really guilty to come home and be like, hey, you've been working a lot. Can, sure. I, can I take 10 minutes to myself? Yeah, well, I, so I think it's filling the room. You know, on that day for me with the kids, it, I had it under control. That day wasn't complete chaos, you yeah. know, where the next day was complete chaos. And so I think it's just seeing where the other person is at and knowing like I have the mental capability to do that for you right now. And... um. And then also offering it to the other person, asking for it. Yes, don't take advantage of it. Off, obviously, and, and I think that's it. It's either giving it or asking for it. Don't do it without a conversation, though. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of people probably like there may be husbands that just come home and they do that without asking. Yeah, or they do that without you know, and that creates bitterness. Oh man, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like just conversate. Yeah. Have you used that? Is that I feel like it's a tear word. Conversate. Conversate. Have a conversation about turns. that. You know, yeah. like give one person 10 minutes, be like, okay, you take your 10 minutes. I get my 10 minutes next. You yep. know, that's totally great. Um, so the next thing is to talk to each other. And I know that sounds so simple. I don't mean just like you mean quick conversate. conversation. I'm talking about conversate with each other. Yes. Don't do it when you walk in the door or whenever you regroup together as a family in the middle of dinner, in the middle of cooking, don't do it then. That is not the time. I'm talking about when you put your children to bed and you have quietness in your home, which also, don't forget about that bedtime routine. We had forgotten about that for a bit. Praise the Lord. We have mm-hmm. started putting our kids back to bed at a decent time. Um, look at each other in the eye and truly ask each other how you're doing. So I have a list of questions that you can ask each other. And used to, Wes and I were big on a date night once a week where we would go over these things. But in this season of chaos, in this season of turmoil, it is important to check in with each other every single day because the world is changing day to day. Our stressors are changing day to day. And so you don't have to spend long doing this, just about 10 minutes, just for a really, really good deep check-in. And question number one, how was today? 
And I don't mean like, you know, I would tell Wes, well, the kids did this, the kids did that. No, like, how is your heart? How are you doing? I know this is uncomfortable for a lot of people, but just how are you? Here's an easy thing for guys, because it's uncomfortable sometimes. How's your day? You say, it was good. I'm like, cool. I ask the question, how does it make you feel? How does what make me feel? So if you're, if, how was today? It was good. Well, how did that make you feel today? How did you feel today? Oh, you're saying ask that instead? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel okay. like, because, you know, there may be some women that are a little bitter that day. You know what I mean? And they just want to be a little bit short and say, it was fine. You know? Yeah. Well, what are you feeling right now? Yeah. You know, just kind of op- has that open-ended question. Yeah. Um, but just really being able to answer that in a, like, how are you mentally? How are you emotionally? How are you physically? Um, and then what went well today? Um, this is something that we do every single night at dinner with our children. What is something that went well? Because every single day there is something that goes well. And I think it's important during this time to really show that gratitude and acknowledge the things that did happen that you're happy with. Yep. Um, number three, what stressors did you have today? And this is an important question, not a time to point fingers at each other or anything like that. It's more so you can learn from what happened that day. So the next day you can either change it or the other person can be aware because that stressor is one of those needles sticking off of each other. Like a porcupine. It's like you're a porcupine. Yes. That stressor is one of your porcupine needles that by knowing that the other person has it there, they can either help relieve it, smooth it out, or avoid it if it needs to be avoided. You know, don't don't poke the bear. Yep. Um, or the porcupine. Or the porcupine. Um, and how can I serve you? These do not have to be major, major acts of service. So one of the things for me last week, I'm constantly picking up, picking up, picking up. Wes was walking in the door and there were his shoes were everywhere. And so it's simply just like, how can I serve you tomorrow? Just simply put your shoes away. That is that one act of service would go above and beyond for me. And so just asking each other, what's something I can do for you tomorrow to help make your day better? Mm. Um, And then thank you for acknowledging each other and saying thank you for keeping our house picked up today. And if the house is a disaster, thank you for helping our kids stay alive today. You know, thank you for that text message you sent me. It made me feel really good. Um, just really acknowledging these small things, you know, Wes has said multiple times, um, to people, it does not have to be this big elaborate, you know, thank you for being the wind beneath my wings and the air in my (laughs) lungs and the, the beat of my heart. No, just saying, I see what you did. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for getting out of the bed today. Um, in these times, Everyone has done something that serves either you or your family and acknowledging that and thanking them for that. What that does is it encourages them to keep going and to keep doing the thing that helps everyone in your home out. Yeah. A lot of times you may think about it and not say it. For sure. But in that moment you're thinking about it, just say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And I am a words of affirmation person. And so truly like... There have not been enough words in the English dictionary to fill my void that I was in last week. Wes was so good about constantly acknowledging the things that I was doing. And I was just drinking it up like it was sweet tea. You know, my cup was like all the way. And I was like, hey, I'm going to all these words of affirmation. I'm just going to go ahead and pour them all in there this week. 
but then it only filled up like a quarter of your cup. Because I was just so thirsty for it because I was in such a bad mental state. But those things kept me going and they encouraged me and really helped me feel seen. Um, By the way, if you want to see the visual of what I just did of that example of the cup, you can watch the YouTube video. (laughs) That's true. So just in case. Um, The next tip that I have is don't point fingers at each other. Don't say, you didn't, you should, stop doing because that brings everything into a defensive mode. Instead, starting your conversations with I need. Um, if you if you replace the you with I, it helps things not feel defensive. It helps, it really can help from a fight really turning into something big. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a huge, huge thing. One thing I'm gonna say to that, we learned this in counseling. Um Tira says something in an argument, like you say, I love how you do this. I love how you do that. You know, that's not what you would say, but always, always follow that up with what I hear you saying is, okay, because I may say something that feels really great in my mind and what I've been thinking about all day, but the way it's perceived may be completely different. So if Tira just says, what I hear you saying is that this, I'm going to be like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So just follow it up with. Yeah. To prevent any miscommunications. Yep. So, um, yeah, but not pointing the finger is a huge. Um, another thing for the people that are working at home, set up work zones. So right now, Wes is literally working out of a closet. Um, we have made it into an office. I mean, it's not like he's enclosed, but it is a very small space, but that is his designated workspace. If he chooses to take a phone call in our kitchen, which is my biggest pet peeve, then all bets are off. It is no longer my responsibility to keep the kids from being loud, to keep the kids from bothering him. If he is going to work outside of his work zone, then he is now in my district. And having those work zones set up really helps to create order and to make everything clear. Like the kids know the door is closed. Don't go in there. And it, it's my responsibility to keep them out of there. And it's a space that's easy for me to keep them out of there. He can take a call in our bedroom, but lock the door um, mm-hmm. where they can't get in. And um, having the work zone set up really just helps define your home right now, as well as having work times. So creating a schedule, creating a routine. I know a lot of people hate the sound of that, but really it helps things move forward and gives you a purpose to your day. So if you are both working and both caring for your kids, husbands, your job is not more important than your wife's. Sorry, period. It's not. Your wife still has things to get done and it's time for both of you to step up, take care of your kids and to get work done and take turns doing it. So right now, Wes is working in the mornings. He has the morning shift. I have the afternoon shift. Today, he is giving me a little bit of his morning shift to be part of this podcast with me. So he's going to get a couple of my afternoon hours. Um, and Sometimes I like to trade those hours for other things. Hey, now. <laughs> and so trading these things out, making it work for each other so you both succeed, you both feel like yourself, and you both are caring for your kids. If his work goes over, if he has a meeting in the afternoon and I don't get my work, then he's cooking dinner and I'm going to be in our bedroom working um, or the closet working. Um, And making sure you both see 
what do you need to do today? What are your priorities today? Okay, you have this meeting at this time, this call at this time, and then working around it. Our schedule can change day to day, but it's a conversation we have every day of what do you need? What do I need? This is how we can get it done together as a team. The next thing is do not forget about your love languages. If you've never taken the love language test, it's going to be in the show notes. You can click on it there. Now more than ever, you need to know what your spouse needs to feel love, to feel seen, and to give love. Yep. Um, don't forget about sex as a couple. Still make it a priority. I know last week, it 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 didn't even cross my mind. It I didn't even think about it um, until like several days later. I was like, oh man, it's like, it's been a hot minute. I've totally forgotten. Okay, Wes, I see you and I need to make this a priority. Um, and also for the partner that sex is, there's typically one in every couple, like one that sex is really important to them. The other one that it's kind of just an extra thing. Um for the I forget one, what the names, yeah, the, like the dominant sex partner, and yeah. um, you need to make sure that you have expectations right now. That you know, typically it is the man that's dominant, not in every relationship, but know that that other person is struggling with things, and whatever they can give you right now, just be grateful for it. Um, now is not necessarily the time to just expect the lingerie and the striptease and the, you know, pulling that's, out all the that stuff never happens. That, that is you know not I mean? true. And I'm going to be very offended if you say that. Well, I'm just trying to be real for Watch the audience. Yourself. You know what I mean? Like that, that happens, you know, a couple times a year. But you still right. have that expectation for it to happen yeah, more often. Yeah, I just than don't want people to listen to this and be like, no, here, oh, okay. that happens we're about every to, week. We're about to roll. Here we go, y'all. <laughs> you have the expectation of when we have sex for me to connect with you on a deep level. Yeah. Okay. There are seasons where that is, uh, you cannot just connect on a deep level every time. So yeah. that is what I'm saying is right now. It's called a quickie. Enjoy all those quickies, y'all. Don't forget about them. <laughs> Bottom line, you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit. <laughs> That's what we say in our yes, house. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, just really try, try to meet each other where you are. And for the non-dominant sex person, try to bottle up that pent-up anger and emotion and channel that in. <laughs> you know, that will help kind of for both of you. So, yeah, just don't forget about that. And the last tip is to, again, praise each other often. Help each other feel seen, feel heard. Um, encourage each other. Send each other more little text messages. Even if you're in the same home, like, you're doing a great job. Um, thank you. Those kinds of things are really going to make a big difference. So I hope that those tips helped you. Um, and wherever you are right now in the States or in the world at the, at the end of the day, we hope that you are safe. Mm -hmm. We hope that your family is healthy. We hope that your mental state is surviving at this point. And if there's anything that we can do, please reach out to me, um, on Instagram at Tierra wages and to our healthcare workers, you are doing something that again, we cannot begin to imagine. And we thank you for sacrificing your mental state, your energy, your own health, the health of your family 
for for what you're doing right now. It is the most important job in our country right now. And we yeah. thank you for that. Um, we thank you all for being a part of this podcast. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please share, especially right now during this season, get the word out about this one. We want to see marriages survive this. We want to see marriages come out on the other side truly as a team and not with division in your home. Yeah. And um, and I, I really do believe that that is possible. There are show notes available to you with the Love Languages test as well. And where the video will be. And so where, yep. Good. The video um, from YouTube. So you can go to tirawages.com forward slash zero zero two. Two. Yes. And, um, yeah, follow me at Tara Wages. If you need anything, never hesitate to DM me. I'm here. So life is a little crazy, and there are days that you feel a little crazy, especially when it seems like the world has come to a stop. But you are not alone. I get it. Be happy and love each other. If you're going to watch that wave on YouTube, you can go to tierwages.com forward slash zero zero three and watch, watch the wave. There you go. That's incentive. You know, there they got you got to get them to the video somehow. Right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs>